Welcome on to the Backstretch. I'm News 5's Heather Williams, and happy Chicago Race Day. This day has been anticipated for well over a year by a lot of people in the sport. I know not everybody's as excited about this event as I am, but what I've seen so far, it's looked amazing. Like, all the events look exciting and hype. The racing was way better than I thought. There haven't been nearly as many wrecks as I thought there would be on day one. The only downpour point to this point has been the weather, the rain and the lightning. Otherwise, I would call this a success so far. Um, nobody really knows what to expect in the cup race, obviously, because um, we've never done this before. So that's really going to be the focus of this week's uh, edition of the podcast. We're going to talk a lot about this race with Chris Carrier, uh, our crew chief. We're also going to talk a little bit about last week in Nashville because a couple of notable things did happen that I think need to be touched on. Obviously, Ross winning, breaking his winless streak, and kind of showing the old Ross, the Ross of 2022, and the process really just dominating that race in Nashville. And then the accident with Ryan Blaney, I think. The idea of softer barriers, softer walls, uh, tire barriers, whatever, to slow down uh, the hits for the drivers needs to be discussed. So we talk about that with Chris as well in his segment. My guest this week is uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. It's an interview I did with Dale about a month ago when I was up in Chicago for their uh, Street Race Media Day. Uh, They brought all the NASCAR and NBC talent up there for that. And so I got uh, about five minutes with Dale one-on-one to talk about this race. So Obviously, he is one of the most thoughtful guys in the garage. And what I love about Dale is that he is such a NASCAR historian, right? He is so loyal and invested in the history of the sport. North Wilkesboro, Nashville Fairgrounds, obviously all the stuff he did with Lost Speedways. But he's also down with the change. Like, he's he's cool with giving this a go, with giving the Coliseum a go. Like, he's open. He's not, you know, stuck in his ways history buff, which is kind of how I view myself, if I'm being completely honest. So uh, excited to share my conversation with Dale with you here in just a few minutes. But first of all, let's get things rolling with Chris. Obviously, we're talking about Chicago. I want to ask you a bunch of different questions about this race, starting with um, what it means for the sport. I mean, obviously, this is historic the cup series has never tried anything like this they never tried it in a city like chicago <laughs> so uh what 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 are what's at stake this weekend for nascar i think uh this is heather this is another uh huge step kind of a giant leap you know for nascar in taking on a new endeavor that's like we're, we're expanding what we're about, okay? With we've got a, we've got a product here, an entertainment product that a lot of people like, like a whole lot, and it's lasted for a long time. But now we've, you know, we've we've been on on dirt races here recently with the Cup Series, and first time in 50 years we've gone to a uh, an arena, uh, a quarter mile racetrack built specifically for one race albeit not a points race, but Los Angeles Coliseum, we've done that. We've actually raced in the rain 
uh, in wet weather in the last two, three years, which is the first. But now this is something completely different because, you know, we've, we've run racetracks in the past, years past, like the Los Angeles Coliseum. You got Bowman Gray Stadium. You got all these racetracks around Southside Speedway in Richmond, where, which was not unlike the, the Coliseum. Uh, we, we've, we've raced on dirt tracks for years, you know, for, so that wasn't anything really new. This is new. This is the first time at least the top series, uh, the, the top series of NASCAR have gone to a completely uh, man-made, converted, take the streets of Chicago and turn it into a racetrack. And of course, there's, there's been no on-track testing because they have to shut down all the streets, which is not an easy thing for the racetrack to be available. And so these guys are going to be doing this. I mean, they're going to be running this racetrack for the first time in practice qualifying and in the race. And uh, I just think it's, I, I think it's going, to, it's going to cover new ground. And anytime you do that, this is history to me. I, I love history and I love history of NASCAR. But it's, it's, it's history, and these guys are going to be playing a part in it. And, you know, I talked to our driver, Parker Kligerman, who's going to be running the Xfinity race on Saturday. They're the first ones. They're the maiden voyage in this thing. And, and it's like if he, if, he could, if he could win this race, that's going to be something that nobody's ever going to be able to take away from him or whoever wins the race on Sunday in the Cup Series. That's something that's going to be that's going to be a big a big ring on your finger. That's going to be a big trophy in your trophy room to say, "Hey, I I was the first one that accomplished this. The first one. I was the guy who won the race." So, I, I don't know. I'm uh, I'm I'm I don't I don't even have a part in it, but I'm already getting a little jittery about it, and I can't wait to to watch it on TV and just see how these are the best stock car drivers in the world. And this is something. Yeah, we run a lot of road races but this is a street race and there are going to be things that NASCAR, the track officials, the teams, the drivers, the spotters, the engineer, the crew chiefs, everybody have to deal with that, that are, they're going to be like, eh, we haven't quite ever done this before. So we'll see. All reports are the place that they're racing at is absolutely beautiful. It's right on the lake shore. You know, there's been a lot of, lot of uh, promos done and commercials about that that, that kind of builds up the excitement. Um, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be cool as a, as a barrel full of watermelon, man. I, I just, I can't wait. NASCAR says that about 70% of the ticket purchasers for this race are first-time ticket purchasers. How big is this race going to be just as far as attracting different people to racing? Uh, you know, to me, Heather, that's the whole purpose, really, underneath, is to, for NASCAR to be doing things that they haven't done before. They're, they're getting out of, of a little bit, maybe, if you, want, if you will, a little bit of what could be a little doldrum, but they're reaching out to do things to, to draw new fans into our sport, to, to, to have something, a product, that new new people are going to be looking and say, hey, I think I'll watch, I think I'll go to this NASCAR race. They haven't ever been before. You just said yourself, 70% of them, that's seven out of 10 that's, that's never been to a NASCAR race are going to be at Chicago watching this event. And it's not just a race, it is an event. 
So I think to me, that's right off now, to me that makes it already somewhat of a success. And we haven't even got the haulers out there yet. So um, I, I think that it's, it's gonna be um, just a really interesting, exciting, cool thing to watch and experience. And I kind of wish they were racing trucks out there because I'd like to be there myself. You said you mentioned you have talked to Parker, who is going to be driving yes. the Xfinity Series race. Since we've never raced this before, how does a driver, how does a crew, how does a race team prepare for something they've never done and something they can't even set foot on till the first day of practice? Well, to me now, the first, the first part to be successful in that is making sure your mindset is correct you can look at this thing as like oh gosh this is going to be very difficult we don't know how to prepare for it and so on and so forth and you can beat yourself before you go if you're not careful but if you put in the mindset of like look we're all in this together nobody's got an advantage we i we can do this as good or better than anybody else i want to be the first one to win the race and i want to be successful we got to figure out how to do this those are the people that's going to be successful. It's all going to be in the mind. They have uh, simulation, which is kind of glorified eye racing, which is taking the image of the racetrack of what it's going to be and putting it into video, audio, but mostly video and letting the driver drive the racetrack. There's already a lot of eye racing stuff out there and has been out there. That's kind of the only thing the drivers have got. You know, I mean, they can they can look at films from other types of street racing, but this is the first one. And you and I talked about it last week. I, I think what's going to be the coolest part of this is that these guys are going to be actually really learning as they go, like probably for the first time ever. You know, they, there's not a lot of ways to prepare now. You think back to you, it's still a road course. There's going to be right and left turns. There's going to be a lot of shifting each lap. There's, according to Parker, there's about two or maybe three heavy braking zones. Uh, the streets the course itself is going to be a little bit choppy bumpy because it's streets, it's city streets. So all that's going to play into like they got to prepare for all this they got to get in their mindset of like okay this is what this is what i'm going to face every lap and simulation eye racing whatever you want to call it is good enough that they can they can prepare themselves for what visual they're going to see like they're going to see the part of the racetrack they're driving at like the main part of town they see all these big tall buildings there's part of the racetrack where there's signs along the outside wall there's trees there's this that and the other so they can kind of they they're, they're going to have a good idea what they're going to see visually which is more of a more of an obstacle than you would think when you're going to a new place but you know the, i think that i think they've just got a the mindset of like i can do this i think is is going to be going to be huge this weekend so a certain segment of the nascar population we'll call them um has voice of concern about chicago's reputation uh as a crime city but there are four current NASCAR cities on the FBI's high, high, Game Most Dangerous City uh, Index 
Chicago's not one of them. I believe it's St. Louis, Kansas City, Richmond, and I'm forgetting the other one. Oh, Detroit. Yep. So uh, my question to you is, I know the trucks aren't running there, but would you have any concern at all about running uh, in Chicago? You know, Heather, I'll use this for an example. I remember the first time we went to Homestead, Miami, and there was like pretty much guidelines of don't leave your motel room until it's time to go to the racetrack. And when you get there, get inside your room. Don't ever go anywhere by yourself, this, that, and the other. Was there a crime around us? Yes. Um, I, I personally, I, I just, it just didn't bother me that much because I think you, you know, when, when you go to any new place and you don't know the surroundings and you're not comfortable with it, um, hey, use your head a little bit, you know, just, just don't do anything moronic and, and invite, you know, yourself to be, to meet up with, with a bad situation, with crime or whatever, somebody with ill intent. But, you know, I, I, I really, I have become very comfortable too with knowing that when it comes to NASCAR racing, they, they are very much behind the scenes. They're doing a lot of stuff to make sure that their competitors, the participants, and also their their fan base, along with everybody else, their media, track officials, safety, they're gonna be safe. They're gonna be okay. Now, as we all know, things can happen anywhere. Things happen right down here on the streets of Bristol, you know, in, in a quiet small town like Abington. But if, if I were going, would I be a little bit concerned? Maybe, but it'd be a little bit because, you know, it's just, it just kind of what it is. And I, I think my prediction is this thing's going to come off. I don't know what the race, I don't know what the results will be. I, there's going to be some torn up stuff. There's going to be naysayers. There's going to be negativity. I always shouldn't have ever done that. But at the end of the day, I think when you look back, maybe five years down the road and you look back at this, I think it's going to say, wow, that was a, that was, that was a successful venture. It was a grand idea. Um, I think it's going to come out well. And I think at the end of the day, everybody's going to be saying, well, I'm glad we did this. You know, So it's going to serve the purpose. And I think if everybody just kind of uses their head and doesn't, you know, doesn't challenge doesn't want to challenge like a, a, a possible risky situation, it'll be fine. A uh, couple of non, <laughs> non-Chicago questions. Okay. Uh, Ryan Blaney took a huge hit in Nashville um, in a place where there was no safer barrier. Uh, Elton Sawyer said that that particular section of concrete wasn't long enough to put a safer barrier on, but that there should have been something there what does NASCAR need to do? I mean, they do they just need to go and check every uncovered, unsafer barrier wall and make sure there's something there to protect the drivers? Because, I mean, when Ryan hit, he immediately said, I need help. And thankfully, he was okay, but yeah. that was a hard hit. It was a hard hit. Uh, the positive part of that, I did see it seemed like the changes that NASCAR has made or in the process 
they're not all there i think but you know the the, the car quote folded up a little bit more which it absorbed some of that energy that didn't go back to the driver and cause a more serious situation than what it was. So that was a positive part. The part about safer barriers everywhere and everything they do, Heather, this is, this is a long process. I'm gonna take up form a little bit here. Uh, this is a long process of trying to do a lot of work to make everything safer for all the drivers for when there is a crash, which there's gonna be crashes. It's part of the sport. We can't get away from that. It's, it's, it's going to be, and it's going to be forever. Guys are going to take some hard hits, and we can't stop that. But when there is, try to give them as much <laughs> cushion as we can. Try to, try to make the, 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 the uh, situation, the circumstances as best possible realistically. Um, there's going to be spots where they're going to miss. A little here and a little there. Uh, it's kind of like you can't you can't build Rome in a day. Uh, but I I think they'll go back and look at this and and I don't know the specifics of of like why it's not a long enough section to put. I don't know that, but I'm sure there is there is a reason for that. What else they can do? Tire barrier or something like that? I don't know. Uh, but I'm sure before we go back there there's going to be something done and they'll probably this will probably instigate a, a little more of investigation on some places on other racetracks you know around our circuit that needs need a little help for the situations that may happen someday so um, I think uh, I, I, took, I, I took a little bit of exception to the a comment that Blaney made about well if I have to you know, I'll pay it for it myself. I, I, I think that was a little bit out of context right there. I don't think that was necessary. But on, in his defense, he just, he just took a pretty good hit. He took a right hook from Mike Tyson, you know, and, and he probably wasn't thinking all the way through. But I think they'll take care of it, and I think they're trying to work with this stuff as best they can. And I've seen myself the, the, the massive amount of work they've done with these racetracks and you know the safety of the race cars altogether. This 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 next gen car has been a project for sure, but I see it in the truck series and other forms of, of the other series. You know the, the safety for these drivers has come a, a huge a huge mile from what it was several years ago, and the drivers are way safer. So I, I don't I'm not going to throw too many darts at them. Uh, Ross Chastain uh, finally finds victory lane again after about a year. Uh, of not uh, winning a race. It's been quite a year for Ross. He's been beat up in the media. He's been, you know, beat up by his competitors. Um, I think his name became a verb and people started referring to being chest-stained. So, what, I mean, he dominated pretty much this race. Yeah. So, I mean, he sat on the pole, won everything there was to win in the weekend. What does it say about him that he was, he was working through some stuff. You could tell when you talked to him. He was able to work through it and get back to victory lane. I think that it it all boiled down. If you listen to him out on out on the racetrack on, at at the start finish line when they did the post immediate post race interview with him, 
he made reference to like all the all kids out there and people that have been beat up a little bit when you're when you're trying to be competitive and trying to be the best you can and so on and so forth. Um, that was coming from his heart. That's what's been bottled up in him for a little while. Yeah, he's took he's he's took uh, took a lot of uh, uh, complaining, a lot of uh, I don't know abuse or whatever. Yeah, he made some mistakes. Um, I still go back to the, the one I compare him to in my mind was like Ernie Irvin. Ernie Irvin the same way. Very talented, very talented guy. Had, had, had race car driving in his blood and it was very natural to him. And he, he loved it and he loved competing. Ross is the same way. Guys like that, as they go on up, they're going to push the issue. They're going to push the envelope because they want to win. They want to win every race they're in. And they want to challenge other guys to be like, okay, I want to intimidate you a little bit because I know I'm pretty good. <laughs> well, uh, Ross did that too. And, he, yeah, he made some mistakes. He, he got into some uh, altercations. Uh, there was Cars got tore up and people's tempers went up. And, it, and, and that goes along with it. And, yes, he made some mistakes. And I think he'll be – he is the first to admit that. But he's not going to let that – beat him down and change himself. He's still going to be. Ernie Irvin was the same way. Unfortunately, his career got cut really short by some pretty serious injuries. But uh, it's pretty obvious that Ross loves what he's doing. That's where he's natural. He loves getting in there and mixing it up and seeing who can be the best. He loves that competition. And this is what he's going to be for however long he drives a race car. And I can say this, if it was, you know, his team, his team, his crew chief, his pit crew, his guys, his team, his people, the people at the shop that build cars for him, I promise you they love him. They love him for it because they know that on a tough day, he's not going to wither. You know, he's going to be the, one of the toughest guys out there, and he's going to be hard to beat. And when you're working hard to put a – car or truck or whatever out there to try to win a race that's the kind of guy you want so um kudos to him it, that was a that was a butt whooping he put on him at nashville for sure all right now to my conversation with dale earnhardt jr i know what a big hit uh history buff you are and fan you are the history of the sport so how cool is this to be making history here in a few weeks in chicago i think it's awesome to uh, to be doing something for the first time ever in NASCAR. There's not many things in the sport that we have left that we have never done, right? So this is pretty phenomenal. And I'm looking forward to uh, seeing the drivers challenged. I think this course is gonna absolutely be difficult for them. And as they are you know, trying to learn it, drive it for the very first time, uh, it will be, it'll be a real, real difficult thing for them to get up to speed quickly and I believe they'll actually still be learning throughout the race as to where the limits are on this racetrack and how to get through these certain corners the quickest way. And um, I think that that will translate into a very fantastic, exciting experience as a viewer and, and a broadcaster. So I'm not going to – there won't be a shortage of things to discuss and talk about. You had a chance to drive around out here earlier. What do you think is going to be the biggest challenge for them uh, when they run down the street? Well, there's a lot of different – types of pavement throughout the course and, and, and some newer pavement, some older pavement, some concrete, a lot of paint markings and so forth, uh, directional markings on the surface of the asphalt. All of those things will provide a different level of grip as the cars drive across 
and um, there's some bumps and cracks and imperfections and and those are always fun we call that character in a racetrack but it, it challenges the drivers because it makes it shakes the car loose from the ground and makes the car slide a little bit um, specifically as they come out of turn six and go over the bridge to turn seven which is toward Michigan Avenue cresting that it's going to take their stomach a little bit they're going to have to start braking for turn seven as the car is sort of cresting this hill and that'll be a really unorthodox thing to do and the car is going to want to lock up the tires when they get into the brake pedal there so that'll be fun to watch them try to you know crest the hill brake slow down turn right all of those things all in the same time the car doesn't want to do more more than one thing at a time and so they're going to be trying to do four or five things at the same time with the car how important if this, especially if it ways that we all worked out the way we all imagined it is in our head, how important is this going to be for the sport, for the growth of the sport, especially in the 75th year? It's a very big moment for NASCAR. It's a very big moment for NASCAR for many reasons. Um, it'll determine the future of racing for NASCAR in the city of Chicago. It'll determine the future of NASCAR for racing on a street course. And um, those are two very important things that I think could be good for us going forward. A relationship with this city has always been good in the past and I think that we always knew we would come back and um, so to have a few uh, you know a continued relationship would would be beneficial to everybody and street course racing has always kind of been a, 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 um, a curiosity for everyone in the industry and so we're finally going to check that box and understand exactly how that fits into our world and um, it is such a unique discipline and a bit you know, a bit, you know, a bit uncharted uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, it's, it's not like a regular road course. It's not like anything that we've ever experienced before. So uh, I'm hoping for the best. And I know one thing that I will say is that everyone in the industry is all pulling with pulling the rope in the same direction. A lot of times we fight against each other. Drivers want this. Owners want this. The industry the organization in NASCAR wants this. But rarely are we all on the same page. And I think for this particular race, we are. How important is it to be in the heart of the city? I know there was a lot of talk about that because a lot of times when we go to some of these tracks, you know, yeah. when we came here before, it was not anywhere <laughs> near yeah. Chicago. So how important is it just from the perspective of getting in front of more eyes of people just maybe walking down the street like IndyCar and some of these other disciplines of racing already do? Yeah, I think it's a neat, neat opportunity for NASCAR to be in a major city like Chicago and racing right in front of the, you know, in front of the entire community. I think it's a it's a it's a challenge. It presents a ton of challenges, and the community has to show a lot of grace. Um, but um, you know, I think that NASCAR can benefit the community by being here and being part of it, um, and they they long to do that. So I, you know, I I think you know when you look around the skyline and look around the vantage points for for folks that'll be in these buildings to turn around and look and say. What is going on out there? They'll be they'll be curious and captivated by what they see, and who knows what that can lead to. Uh, I believe that corporate America would certainly want to be here, showcasing our industry um, rather than you know 70 miles away, and and uh, and so uh, this this presents a, a bunch of opportunities for NASCAR, and hopefully we can seize on it. For my final thought, I wanted talk to you guys that are very negative about this race in Chicago. Um, specifically, I want to talk to you about why. 
first of all, I see a lot of people talking about crime in Chicago. I don't care unless NASCAR runs a race in like the heart of gang territory. They're never going to get closer to the crime riddled part of the city than when they run at St. Louis, which, oh, by the way, has much higher per capita crime than Chicago. So I don't really understand this other than I guess somebody thinks that because there's a little bit of walls, I mean, it's not like these things are completely indo indoors, that that somehow protects people from the crime just because you walk through a gate instead of walking down the street. I mean, if crime wants to find Bristol Motor Speedway, crime could find Bristol Motor Speedway. It's not that isolated from the world that that wouldn't happen. So, first of all, I just find that argument completely ridiculous. I just, I find it ridiculous. I grew up in Kansas City. That area where the racetrack is now used to be one of the worst parts of the city. And so, I mean, there wasn't much there, but what was there was kind of garbage. Uh, an old horse racing track and, and, and really a lot of nothingness, but it was, it was not a great part of Kansas City. And Kansas City also per capita, way more crime than Chicago. So I, I find that whole argument silly. But then also it's just because how do you know you don't like something until you try it? It's like having a conversation with my six-year-old niece. Oh, I don't like that. I don't want that. Do you not? How do you know? You haven't tried it. You haven't seen it. This could be the greatest race of all time. How would you know? I see people talking about even this morning, talking about what a Wreckfest Charlotte or what a Wreckfest Chicago was. It wasn't. You didn't watch. You just assumed and you're out there running your mouth. So I just want you to open up your possibilities. Just give it a chance. If it's not good, I'll, I'll talk about it. I mean, I've talked about how terrible Martinsville has been the last few years. And the only thing saving Martinsville the last year plus really plus was Ross riding the wall otherwise those races have been terrible for quite some time and I love Martinsville um it's the second closest track to where I live it's a track that I haven't missed a race at in eight years but that doesn't make the racing good so I'll be honest if it's not good but so far it's it's been it's exceeded expectations it's exceeded my expectations so I'm just asking you I'm just asking you out there in podcast land, give it a try. Just just try to watch it with a little bit of an open attitude, of an open heart. And, and let's see what happens. It can only grow the sport, which is good. It's great that we're all here and we all love oval racing. And NASCAR's never going to get away from its oval racing roots. But we're all not going to be here forever. I'm 50 years old. You know, at minimum, I'm halfway through my life. I'm probably more like two, three quarters of the way through my life. So I'm not going to be here forever. If I get some 20-year-old excited about this sport so they can carry it on to the next generation, that's what we need to be doing. So enjoy the race. Try to enjoy the race. And we'll see you next week on the Back to Culture.